Welcome to Final Girl Gossips. I'm Final Girl. You may know me from Instagram as Final Girl Graphics. A little bit of housekeeping before we dive into this week's episode. Episodes will now be releasing on the first and third Thursday of every month. It was going to be the first and third Wednesday, but I was out of town this last weekend and, you know, life be crazy. So it'll be the first and third Thursday. And if that changes, I'll obviously let you know. Let's get to it. It is the first week of March, which means St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner. Bars are probably getting their kegs of green beer. Shamrocks are already up. Irish whiskey is flowing everywhere, but it should flow all the time, in my opinion. I'm definitely a whiskey girl, but when it comes to St. Patrick's Day, we've got to embrace the Irish whiskey, right? Now, I was going to do an episode fully on Irish whiskey. I actually have the art for it. I was looking up Irish whiskey, and I will touch base on a little bit of them, a couple of my favorite brands and my experience with them. But in more of the gossip theme, because this is Final Girl Gossips, it was recommended to me to talk about celebrity-owned liquors because celebrities are a bit much, and majority of the celebrity-owned alcohol that I've had is not good at all. But I'm going to talk to you about what I'm drinking currently, which is 12, proper 12. I can't even say it right. I was going to do a drunk history, but I'm scatterbrained enough as it is that you guys did not need to have me stumbling around more than usual. Um, and I do so many takes that that would just be a hot mess. So today is, we're going to talk about Irish whiskey. We're going to talk about proper 12, which is owned by Conor McGregor. That's right. The UFC fighter. I'll give my thoughts and opinions, which you didn't ask for. You guys can give me your thoughts and opinions and we'll learn a little bit about Irish whiskey and Ireland in general. So let's get to it. So let's start from the beginning. Whiskey originated in Ireland, which is pretty cool. It is said that it traces back to the 1200s where the monks were returning home from Mediterranean and they brought back the art of distilling spirits. Now, obviously the Celtics will argue between the Scots or the Irish, but longtime history will say that the Irish Christian monks are the ones who came back with the art of distilling. The biggest difference between American whiskey and Irish whiskey is the ingredients. The Irish use um, barley, whereas American whiskey is made with corn, rye, or wheat. There are four types of Irish whiskey. Single malt, which is both peated and unpeated, single grain, single pot still, and blended Irish. Single malt Irish whiskey is made entirely from malted barley and is produced in one single distillery. Single grain Irish whiskey is made from any combination of cereal grains, distilled in a column still with no greater than 30% of malted barley. It is a style of Irish whiskey that is very similar to American whiskeys. Single Single pot still is the u only uniquely Irish style of whiskey. It's made in Ireland and contains a minimum of 30% malted barley and a minimum of 30% unmalted barley. Now, I said that single malt Irish is, can be peated or unpeated. Peated is similar to single malt, and it's made in one distillery from 100% malted barley. The difference being peat smoke is used to dry the barley, which means the smoky flavor remains. Now, I know there's connoisseurs listening right now saying, if you're going to talk about Irish whiskey, you should talk about scotch or bourbon. That's my mocking voice, if you couldn't notice. You're right. Let me touch base on those. Absolutely. So the difference between scotch and Irish whiskey is literally in the name. Scotch is whiskey made in Scotland, 
and Irish whiskey is made in Ireland. So they're, they're technically cousins if you think about it. But if you are true to your heritage, you probably enjoy one over the other. Now, the difference between whiskey and bourbon is the grains used in the production process. Bourbon is American made and it's got multiple grains in it. There's a prominent cereal grain in bourbon, such as corn or maize. And then in Irish whiskey, it's similar to bourbon, but it's called a single grain. So those are two differences as far as Irish whiskey, bourbon, and scotch. Now, drinks that would use whiskey, such as an Old Fashioned or possibly a Manhattan, you could, if you were, you know, dry in one, you could definitely substitute the other. But I'm not, let's not open that can of worms and start getting hate mail this early in my podcast. (laughs) Now, not a well-known fact about me is that I am a Navy vet. And when I was coming home from deployment, we stopped in Ireland. The airport was closed due to COVID, but they had opened it specifically just for the U.S. military members that were coming through. And as with a lot of countries, their alcohol has no tax. It's kind of like if you were to buy a bottle of whiskey or rum on a cruise line, same idea. I will shout out to the Ireland airport. Those, not flight attendants because we had American flight attendants, but the merchandise people, the retail employees, the bar employees at in Ireland were so nice and so informative and very patient with us because it was a whole squadron who had been in the Middle East for eight, nine months. And we were super stoked to have alcohol other than just, you know, a light lager. And we were super stoked to not be on a plane because we had been flying for, I don't even remember how long, but then obviously I was in Ireland. So I thought I have to get whiskey And I talked to a petty officer, first class, and he said, these are the brands you have to get. You can't get these in America. So I thought, yes, I've got to get these. And then, spoiler alert, I went to the liquor store like two weeks after being home and I found one. And then like a month later, I found the other one. So I was very disappointed, but I will still vouch for them. So let's talk about those. Let's get to the Irish whiskey brands. I'm going to disclaim this with, this is my podcast. So these are my opinions. If you don't like them, you can start your own podcast and tell the world your own opinions. My scale that I'll be rating these are from a one to probably, you know, a 10, 10 being a top whiskey connoisseur, one being Chad college frat boy with his collar popped, drinking whatever you put in front of him, but claiming to be, you know, an alcohol snob, but let's be real. He will literally drink whatever red solo cup you give him. The first Irish whiskey brand I'm going to go over is Jameson. Jameson is definitely the world's most popular Irish whiskey sold in that green bottle. There is probably not a bar that doesn't carry it. Jameson is a top shelf whiskey, which I was surprised to realize the other day when I went to the liquor store, you know, research. And I will say I am embarrassed that I didn't really comprehend what top shelf meant. I knew top shelf meant superior fancy, expensive, um, normally the better tasting one. And so I'm going to, I'm not mansplaining it to you, but if you didn't realize it, like I did, I'm 32 years old, then let me enlighten you. If you go to the liquor store, you've got three shelves, right? You've got the bottom shelf that is probably right below your knees. And you've got the middle shelf, which is right below your average eyesight. I'm five, four. So that's about my eyesight. Then you have the top shelf. Bottom shelf is the cheap stuff. This is what the college kids are making jungle juice or they're 
I think Borgs, is that what's the new college thing? doesn't matter what it is. It's cheap. You'll get them drunk. Middle shelf is what you're going to, probably what the average person buys. It's fairly priced. It tastes way better than the lower shelf. Um, and again, it gets the job done. But then you got top shelf. And top shelf can be fairly priced. But this is, this is the good stuff. And I was surprised to notice on my last trip to the liquor store, because, you know, research, Irish whiskey, that Jameson was on the top shelf because Jameson to me is kind of like a Jack Daniels. I just view it as really basic. There's so many other whiskey brands out there that I, I just kind of overview Jameson, but everyone knows Jameson is right. It's a safe, it's a safe bet as far as Irish whiskey goes. Jameson originated in Dublin back in 1780 and the founder was John Jameson. So that's Jameson and that's an Irish whiskey that everybody knows. Continuing on the top shelf, let's talk about Teeling Whiskey. Teeling Whiskey is one of the brands that I brought home from Ireland and was very disappointed to see that I saw it in my liquor store like two weeks later, um, which is great because now you can taste pure, the taste of Ireland wherever you are, um, but I didn't feel as special or exclusive when I saw it at like the corner store. Teeling Whiskey is the newest distillery in Dublin in over 125 years. So they're new to the scene, but they know what they're doing. Um, Jack and Stephen Teeling has whiskey making and entrepreneurship in their genes as far back as 1782 when Walter Teeling set up a small craft distillery um, in the industrial heart of Dublin City. Um, so I, I highly recommend Teeling Whiskey. It's smooth. It uh, definitely you could sip on it or make old fashions. Um, we're going to talk about other whiskey drinks. I know I keep on saying old fashioned, but that's just, you know, the general one that everybody knows. Teeling Irish whiskey is made using various cereal grains, unique yeast strains fermented and distilled in Ireland. They're matured in numerous styles of different casks, and they make a variety of styles of Irish whiskey, but they are all in small batches with a focus on flavor. Blended whiskey, single malt, single grain, and the only uniquely Irish style of whiskey, single pot still. So... I, this is kind of like my last episode of Ed Roth that if you were a car person, you knew exactly what I was talking about. If you're a whiskey person, those are amazing to you If or just a alcohol connoisseur in general. If you're not and you are Chad and you just want to get drunk, um, you'll get drunk, but in a fancy way. <laughs> the second bottle of whiskey that went home with me was Writer's Tears. Now, as soon as I saw the branding and the label, it resonated with me. I automatically pictured a writer sitting in the corner of a, maybe a pub or in their small New York studio apartment, just trying to finish between the deadline, trying to be inspired, just all the work and anxiety and stress that goes into being an author. And I say that because I do work for authors. I design book covers and promotional items. In fact, for example, if you go to Drew's Inkwell on Instagram, the artwork that accompanies his writing is all created by me. So I'm well aware with the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into being an author. And that's exactly what the Walsh Whiskey Company was hoping that consumers would get and gather from writer's tears. They say they're inspired by the great writers such as Bram Stoker, George Bernard Shaw, and Oscar Wilde. 
that on occasion they would refuge in their local public house where they could draw inspiration from their observations of daily life while enjoying the comfort of their favorite dram of whiskey. So the fact that that's exactly what resonated with me when I saw the branding and label of Writer's Tears, well done, Walsh Whiskey, well done. Walsh Whiskey was created in 1999 by Bernard and Rosemary Walsh. Uh, So they're a fairly new distillery, not as new as Teeling's, but this couple just really embraces classy sipping. Writer's Tears or Walsh Whiskey is... You know, you're going to be in your velour robe with your cigar from your humidor, sipping on Walsh whiskey or Writer's Tears in your own personal library. That is the vibes that this whiskey is giving. This is a a 10 on my scale. This is not what's getting drank at some frat club or not frat club, frat house. Um, Top shelf whiskey, absolutely. Both of these whiskeys are great by themselves on the rocks, or they can elevate your cocktails. My favorite would be an Irish mule, which is the Irish whiskey take of a Moscow mule. You do a heavy or light pour of your favorite Irish whiskey, dealer's choice, add some ginger beer, and then lime juice. Garnish with some twigs of mint, and then a wedge of lime. I'm not a huge fan of mint, so I definitely just skip that part, and I'll just use a lime. Fun fact about mules, whatever country is describing the mule, That's the alcohol that's going in it. So a Moscow mule is vodka, a Mexican mule is tequila, and then of course an Irish mule is Irish whiskey. These whiskeys, among whatever other Irish whiskeys you may like, definitely elevate your favorite mixer, whether it's lemonade, Sprite, or ginger ale. Ginger ale and an Irish whiskey, I just call it a poor man's Irish mule. But definitely give those a try next time you grab your favorite bottle from the store. The real purpose of this episode, proper number 12, which is Conor McGregor's whiskey, but I feel like that's such a lame introduction. So let's, let's give that a try again. Weighing in at 155 pounds, a height of five feet, nine inches, A wingspan of 74 inches coming from Dublin, Ireland, the notorious Conor McGregor. That was a little more fun of an intro. Am I right? Like I said, Conor McGregor comes from Dublin, Ireland. He is a mixed martial artist with a Southpaw stance. Southpaw, if you don't know anything about martial arts, means that the boxer has a right hand and right foot forward where he leads with his right jabs. I would assume Conor McGregor is right-handed, but maybe it's like baseball where you could be a switch hitter. Imagine being left-handed and you come out with a southpaw stance, and that is the extent of my mixed martial arts knowledge. So Conor McGregor did develop his signature whiskey by working with David Elder, who was an expert distiller, and they settled on the current blend from about 100 samples. So although Conor does not have family history of distilling, at least nothing prominent, he did do his due diligence trying to find a blend that he wanted to represent him. It is a triple distilled blend of malt and grain, and it offers hints of honey, vanilla, and toasted oak. These add to its three-year bourbon barrels presence, giving it a uniquely fruity and floral flavor. Now, something that I just found out, and I don't know why this didn't come up among my research, and I'm a little salty, I'm not going to lie. 
it turns out Conor McGregor no longer owns proper number 12. And I'm, I'm actually a lot mad. <laughs> uh, him and his business partner sold the Irish whiskey company to Proxima Spirits, Proximo Spirits, ranking in $600 million. So I guess Irish whiskey really wasn't his passion and proves that people just do something for a buck. But can you blame him? $600 million is quite the buck. So being a UFC fighter, I don't know if you would assume someone has anger issues or if someone likes to get in fights not in the ring. But to me, honestly, that doesn't really surprise me because if I had anger issues, I would want an outlet that it was okay to, you know, hit people. But Conor McGregor does have a little bit of a rap. Um, if you look up Conor McGregor controversy, you'll find a couple of cases that he has had to fight or has dealt with in the past. Um, but honestly, I think a lot of these, um, like for example, in March of 2019, McGregor was arrested in Miami Beach after an alleged, allegedly, altercation with a man outside a hotel. And supposedly during the incident, he took the fan's phone and smashed it on the ground. Now, you can look at that from a distance and think, wow, bro, just chill out. But we don't know what this fan was doing. We don't know if this fan was up in his face. We don't know if this fan was has a history of stalking McGregor or if he was like a peeping Tom. Um, all we know is that McGregor took his phone and smashed it in the ground. So I, I love just looking at things from a third person's point of view. Another altercation that was kind of a big deal with McGregor was when he got into an altercation with Machine Gun Kelly back in 2021 at the MTV Video Music Awards in New York. Um, now, he allegedly got into a fight with him, um, and when Entertainment Tonight asked him, McGregor said nothing. I don't know him. I don't know this guy. Um, nothing happened with me. I only fight real fighters, people that actually fight. You know what I mean? I certainly don't fight little vanilla boy rappers. I don't even know the guy. I don't know anything about him except that he's with Megan Fox, which it's funny reading that now because obviously that didn't age well, but I think that's another gossip column for another time. So now obviously McGregor has a background or history of getting altercations MGK, we know, doesn't really keep his mouth shut when he should, right? Do we need to revisit um, MGK versus Eminem? Regardless of how you feel about McGregor's fighting style or MGK's rapping skills or singing skills, let's. I wouldn't be surprised if MGK kind of spouted off to him and then McGregor was just standing his ground. I'm not advocating for either of them, but this is the kind of stuff that McGregor is known to getting into. So there you have it. Conor McGregor, former owner of Proper Number 12 Whiskey, UFC fighter, possible anger issues, question mark. I definitely recommend checking out Teeling and Writer's Tears Whiskeys. This is not a sponsor, but you do know I would do as many whiskey episodes if they were to sponsor me. Uh, this whole celebrity liquor episode has been fun, so I think I'll continue it um, and definitely look for that on Cinco de Mayo. Also, don't forget the changes of episodes coming out on the first and third Thursday of every month. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Final Girl. This has been Final Girl Gossips. Check me out on Instagram at Final Girl Graphics and Final Girl Gossips.
Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to me, whether that be Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, or YouTube. We'll see you guys next time.